Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Today's podcast is sponsored by SLI Systems, providers of intelligent site search and navigation solutions. Learn more at sli-systems.com and listen to their interviews at ecommercepodcast.com. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations, a weekly podcast focusing on e-commerce topics featuring interviews with prominent people in the e-commerce space. Welcome to another edition of E-Commerce Conversations by Practical E-Commerce. My name is Kerry Murdoch. I'm the publisher of Practical E-Commerce, and we're joined today by Jason Keenan, Jason is media advisor with Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers, or ICANN for short. ICANN is the nonprofit corporation that administers and regulates domain names, IP addresses in the U.S. and, and really worldwide. Jason, I, I want to thank you for joining us today. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for uh, taking the time to chat with me. Sure. Tell us what is ICANN, Jason. Most of our listeners probably know, but give us a quick overview of ICANN. Well, the the basics of the internet are that if when you want to reach another person on the internet, either via email or you want to get to a website that they have set up, you have to type an address into your computer, either a name or number. And the idea behind that address is it has to be unique. So your computer and the chain of computers between you and where you want to get to can get you to that spot. ICANN's role is coordinating, and I emphasize that word coordinating, the, these, the unique identifiers across the world. And what that coordination does, and that's working with a wide variety of organizations and people across the globe, that coordination ensures we have a single global interoperable internet Basically, when you plug in in Des Moines, Iowa, it's the same as if you plug into the Internet in Paris, France, or Tuktoyaktuk in Canada, or in, you know, in Cape Town, South Africa. It's also very important that people understand what ICANN doesn't do, which is we don't control content on the Internet, we don't deal with spam, we don't deal with access. The best way of thinking of it is if you related it to the mail system, ICANN's job is worrying about the address on the envelope, making sure it's unique and making sure it's correct. Delivery inside of the envelope, distribution, that's somebody else's job. Now, you just mentioned there, Jason, uh, IP addresses and domain names. I know you've explained to me in the past that there are, there are technically two parts to a domain name. There's the front portion, such as practical e-commerce, and then there's a portion behind the period or the dot, so dot .com. So it's two different parts of a domain name. What are each of those called? There can actually be more than two parts. We talk about levels. 
now, when we're talking about the final dot, the dot com, dot net, dot ca, dot us, dot de, the whole range of more than 200 that exist in the world. The part after the dot is called the top level. So it gets kind of hard to think about sometimes because it's a, you know, we, when we look at it, it's at the end, but it's, that's the top. And ICANN's coordination role involves that top level. We work with the, the two-letter codes, which are the country codes. We, we, we work with the people around the globe who operate those, and we work with the people who operate the generic top-level domains, which are three letters or more, .museum, .coop, .aero, and it's, it's all based on our cooperation model. So with practicalecommerce.com, the .com is the top level, and the other part is the second level. In a lot of country codes, if you look at, um, I'm Canadian, so I use the Canadian example. If you look at .ca, you can also register .bc.ca, which is would be the you know something from within the province of British Columbia in Canada. The .bc is the second level, and if I register Jason Keenan .bc.ca, Jason Keenan would be the third level, and so it works hierarchically like that. Now you just said that there's over 200. Leave us what you said, Jason, top-level domain names. You're adding new ones. Uh, I see new ones come up a lot. .biz, relatively new. .mobi, relatively new. What's the reasoning for adding all of those new top-level domain names? One, there's so many because I'm including the, and I can't tell you the exact number off the top of my head, but more than, I think there's about 240 CCTLDs, which are the country code top-level domains. They make up, the you know, in number-wise, the bulk of the extensions. The generics, like the ones you mentioned, .biz, .com, .net, where the new ones come out of is ICANN's had a process. When ICANN was founded back in 1998, one of its roles was to promote competition. And one of the ways of promoting competition was putting out a call for, for people with ideas for new extensions. Um, new top-level domains. Now, it's not that ICANN sits back and, and says, well, we think we need a new dot .widget because it's a really good idea, so we're going to create it. It's the people who are involved in the ICANN process, and there, there's, there's thousands of people who, who are involved in the, what we call the ICANN community. They get involved in the policy process at ICANN, and they say, we think this should happen, and we think this is how it should happen. And creating these new top-level domains is about people coming forward with ideas and also business models and technical expertise and saying, we think we have a good reason to do dot .widget, and we think it would be valuable on the Internet. We judge it on its technical merits when there is a, a process, and it can move forward or not move forward from that point and become another one of the top-level domains. It's, one of the, it's actually one of the big projects ICANN is working on right now is creating the framework for the next round of extensions. But I had always assumed that part of the analysis on whether a top-level domain name, a new top-level domain name was approved, part of the analysis was availability, meaning you know, all of the dot-coms are taken, and so s sort of needs to be new inventory. It's part of promoting competition, and it's part of letting people bring forward new ideas. We don't know what people's new ideas are for, for possible extensions. Um, you look at something like dot-asia, that's an idea that some folks came up with and said, we think there's a market for this. 
we we think that this could be an opportunity for Asian businesses, people doing business in Asia, to put their brand on the internet. You know, dot com is is huge. It's the largest, but it's really about people coming forward with ideas. Some people have big ideas, right? Or, or some people could be coming forward with big ideas saying, we want to create the next top level domain that everyone's going to want to have. Other people come forward and say, we want to have it for a, a small group. Dot co-op is a good example. It's, it's, it's limited to cooperatives. They don't aim to become the biggest top level domain in the world. They're very happy with providing that service to their global community. What does it cost? I'm just curious. What does it cost if I approach ICANN and I want to, I have an idea for a, a new top-level domain name, what's that going to cost me? I can't give you that number right now. I don't know what it is because, okay. the, let me explain the way it's worked. We had two previous rounds where there was, you know, an application period and then an approval period. And we're currently in the very large policy process of de- developing what that, application and approval process is going to be. Part of that will be setting the application fee. ICANN's goal is to have this become a reality, have the ability to apply for the next round in early 2009 is the, is, is the time frame we're working with right now. That's our goal. Let me switch gears on you, Jason, just for a sec. I know you're working on, uh, ICANN is working on another project called Internationalized Domain Names. Could you tell us a little bit about that project? When the internet was begun, there was 37 characters that you could use in a domain name. A through Z, zero through nine, and the hyphen. What internationalized domain names is about is bringing the characters and scripts from the languages of the world and making them available for domain names at the top level. There's some where they're available before the dot. For instance, on with .cn, which is China, or even with .com, you can get Chinese characters at the second level. This will be Chinese characters .cn or Chinese characters .com. IDNs is about being able to get Chinese characters .chinese characters, and it's a huge, it's a huge challenge, both in terms of the technical requirements as well as in terms of developing the policies. Do you do you have an estimated date as to when? You hope for that project to conclude one way or the other? There has always been a goal that it, it, it move along with the new top-level domains process. We always talk about goals because there's lots of challenges around making this happen, but it's, you know, it's very exciting work. Anyone can go and take a look online. We have some, well, it's actually the word test in a different character set and their wiki pages, and this is all part of the testing process. It's very interesting. What's really the most fascinating about it is is sort of the the end of the process. Let's say you have the ability to have a website that's where the domain the domain name is completely in Greek characters. If you don't speak Greek, you're likely not going to be needing to use a domain like that. But if you only speak Greek, won't it be exciting to be able to to type in your own characters from your own language and reach a website that's of interest to you? And I do. I just need to offer one more thing, which is there's always there's already lots of content in all these languages on the internet. We're just talking about the domain names and the top level of those domain names. That's our big project. That makes sense, Jason. Our time is almost over. This has been. A- I would just say one thing because you know these these changes are um, you know we're always working on them. We're always working on ex- developing these projects and developing other exciting projects that influence how the domain name system works. 
They can always stop by our website, and there's a real pain-free way to keep up to date. You can sign up for the ICANN newsletter. You can sign up for the feeds of our news releases and announcements, and it gives you a glimpse into what's coming down the pipe at ICANN. I invite everyone to do that, and if they really want to take an interest, we welcome the participation of anyone and everyone. So if this stuff excites them and they really want to be a part of it, they can go to the website and find out a way to get involved. And that website URL, once more, Jason, it is? ICANN.org. That's I-C-A-N-N, N as in Nancy, ICANN.org. Yep. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Well, Jason Keenan, Media Advisor for the Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers, or ICANN, we thank you for your time today, sir. Not a problem. Thanks for taking an interest, and have a good time on the Internet. <laughs> thank you so much. That's all the time we have for this week's e-commerce conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Please tune in next week for another new episode.